Hey, Pasa, Peaks and Valleys family. My name is TK Trinidad, and I've been in the broadcast industry for about 10 years now. And you wouldn't believe how everything is changing. For example, podcasts. Before you needed expensive equipment like mics and headphones, but now all you need is Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First off, it's absolutely free. Second, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Third, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make money from your podcast. It's everything you need in a podcast in one place. Make sure to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I hope you guys enjoy this episode of Peaks and Valleys with TK Trinidad. Ciao, guys. Stephen Lamar Moore is an artist, producer, and an award-winning film composer. We discuss how he was on the verge of quitting his music journey on days of not being able to afford a meal and living in his car while in school to earn a master's of fine arts in music composition. Life as a composer ain't easy, and Stephen joins Peaks and Valleys to talk about it right now. They say it is the darkest before the dawn. But what do you do before the dawn comes when all you have is candles and nightlights guiding your path until morning, until your sight is restored and you can see your way out, your way through, your way to the other side. You push with all your might until the day breaks and your victory comes. All right, with me here is a very dear friend but not only my friend, he is a producer, he's an artist, he's a composer. That's what I said, composer. Please welcome Stephen Lamar Moore. How you doing? I'm good, how about yourself? Thanks for having good, me. Good, good, good. Um, so full disclosure, y'all, like I couldn't, couldn't get Stephen on the phone, but you know, he's here to do an interview. So please believe that you guys are blessed with his presence as I am right now. So just, you know, <laughs> just saying. Uh, so let's get into it. We're going to get into the whole comp uh, composer thing, but let's kind of get into life. Like, you know, what was a moment in your life where stuff wasn't going right and, you know, you had to take a step back and decided this is really what you wanted to do? Well, uh, that's easy. So I'll say a couple years ago, I was in grad school and, um, you know, I'm studying composition and, and film music and um, classical music. And so um, I was sleeping out of my car. I was sleeping out of my car for the for like two years. Damn. Yeah. So what I would do is I would go to work. I would get up at four in the morning. I go to the gym. And then I go to the gym. Then I go to school. I had like three classes. Then after that, I would go to work. And then I do it all over again, get off at 11 p.m. and do it all over again, go to sleep in my car. And one day in particular, so I was doing that. And then one day, um, I remember I was walking down the street and uh, I haven't really eaten in like, uh, I'm gonna say like four days, like really eat, I haven't eaten in like four days, right? Okay. So I'm walking down the street and uh, I could tell this, I was at my breaking point, I could tell. <laughs> Because um, I remember walking down the street talking to God, like, man, please, just, if you just please give me something to eat, because I do not want to go to 7-Eleven and steal something, because I was really about to do that. I was about to go on 7-Eleven and just grab something and just run out of there. So in the midst of me saying that, like, maybe 30 seconds later, a catering, it was like a party, so a catering tray came by, and this, and this guy said, hey, man. 
we just finished this party. We got a bunch of food, and we don't really want to throw it away. So uh, you want to take some of this food? Like, literally. It's like 30 seconds. Right when I was asking for food, so I was like, man, I really didn't want to steal nothing. But I was at that point. And Lord behold, that happened to me. So, but needless to say, at that point, that's when I was like, you know what, is this really worth it? <laughs> is it really worth, you know what I'm saying, the, the sacrificing that I'm doing? Mm-hmm. But um, it was also a turning point for me, too. So, damn. Yeah, so, crazy. I had, like, I had no. So, this was in LA or this was in San Francisco? This was in San Francisco. So you finish you finish school. Well, what did you go to school for? Uh, in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So they had two programs. They had sound design. They had composition. So I studied composition. So we studied classical music, um, all types of music. So it's basically focused on composition for film. Mm-hmm. And on the other side of the program, it's more sound design, more like uh, soundscaping and stuff like that. Okay. So, like, I mean, ever since I've known you, you've been about music. So, like, now, like, you, I've seen the videos. He's all up in the videos, y'all. He's composing <laughs> for folks and composing for movies and stuff like that. Um, it just seems like that was something that you were destined to do. Like, what, at what point in your life, you know, because, you know, coming, being a former athlete, you know, you come to a point where it's like, all right, I'm not doing this athletic thing anymore. Right. NFL is not happening. Um, what point in your life where you're like, I'm going to put all my chips on music? Oh, man. Um, you know, I've always, I think from athletics, I've always been a guy who, you know, anything I wanted to do, I just went 110 at it every time. So, um for a while, it was a struggle because I was trying to find that passion that I felt, you know, for football, you know, the same way. So for a little while, I was trying to figure it out. And then, uh, you know, I've always been in the music because I grew up in church. So I was in the church choir and stuff like that. I was always writing songs and doing stuff like that. So I've always knew I loved it. I just didn't know that you can really have a career as far as TV and media. Once I figured that out. Mm-hmm. I knew that was my calling because a lot of people were hearing my music even prior to me knowing, you know, being real knowledgeable about the TV thing. People always say, hey, man, your music is kind of cinematic. You should think about, you know, TV or something like that. And, and the moment I knew that, I went back to that conversation like maybe 10 years before that. It's like, man, I, somebody told me that 10 years ago. And it just, mm-hmm. just so happened to come full circle. So that's when I knew that uh, this was for me. This was my thing. So kind of explain to the folks who, because when you think of music, um, all you think of is, you know, definitely the artists. And then because of people like Dre and Diddy and stuff like that, you think of a producer. But there's so much more, like you're saying, uh, that that encompasses music and music is all around us. Mm -hmm. So like, tell us about how you decided this was, this is like the composer aspect. Is it for me? Uh, You know, that's a good one. That's a good question. Really good question. Um, so, you know, growing up in Compton in L.A., I was around a lot, a lot of great musicians, like insane, you know, guys that could play everything. And um, I didn't grow up being an instrumentalist. I was more of a person who just, I was intuitive and I understood music and I just knew what, how I was supposed to feel when you did it, right? So mm-hmm. I wasn't really classically trained. I didn't, I wasn't in a conservatory or, you know, uh, orchestra or nothing like that. So I always felt a little handicapped, but, uh, 
I realized while I was in school that when I was doing film music, I realized that uh, my strengths is more or less, I can see the whole picture. Mm -hmm. So, you know, guys like Quincy Jones, um, Ennio Maritone, um, guys like that I looked up to, but I didn't really know how to express myself because I wasn't actually a, a player, you know, play piano, bass, mm -hmm. guitar, things like that. So I felt I was self-conscious about it. And so one day my friend said, hey, you know, uh, he gave me a, a football analogy. He said, hey, when you when you do punt return and you catch the ball, what do you see, right? I said, well, I see this guy. If he blocks this way, I can cut middle, this, 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 this. And said, see, that's orchestration. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. You know, mm -hmm. you have to see the whole picture. And he was like, that's your gift. You know, you may not be, you know, Jimi Hendrix on a guitar or anything like that, but, you know, uh, that's the gift of yours. And I've always wondered, like, what does Quincy Jones really do? I never really see him do anything. You know, I, uh -huh. I never really seen him play stuff. I'm like, well, what does he do, really? And then once I got the picture, once I realized what it really was, then I knew that was my calling, you know? Okay. Yeah. So um, I think, I guess you could put, like, Kurt Franklin in that category, too, because he don't, like... Yep. Yeah, like, he... Everybody, Franklin, I mean, what uh, does he really do? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, kind of. So, what would be your advice to somebody who does want to get into music? Because it, it feels like um, we all have to take certain paths to get to a certain destination, right? Right. Um, but sometimes, you know, somebody tells us one thing, and that will put us on this path earlier, depending, mm -hmm. you know, if it's, right. if it's the will. Um, mm -hmm. So, what would you? What would? Be, what would be your advice to somebody if they want to get into this particular? Um, genre music or composing i would say love what you do that's number one you gotta love it because um it won't be easy it's a lot of it's a lot of hurdles and um you know it's a, it's a competitive industry mm -hmm. it's uh you know it's hard it's like any profession it's, it's tough you know it takes some some grunt work you have to be willing to do things that may not be popular at the time um internships um, you know, being under somebody for a while, things like that. So I would say, love what you do. That's first. You have that has to be there mm -hmm. uh, because it's a long road sometimes, and you have to be able to love it to stay in it. You know, so um, love what you do. Study the greats. Um, don't think too much. Um, have fun with it, and you know, I try to keep those three things in mind. You know, is sometimes we can get so serious that mm -hmm. side of where we are. So I try to always keep the perspective of having fun and, um, you know, re remember why you're doing it, you know? Okay. And why do you do it? What's your why? I do it because it's therapy for me, for one. And for two, um, I like making other people feel better. You know, that's, that's really the basis of why I love doing it. And, um, you know, I hear people say, Hey man, your music make me feel so you know so uplifting. I feel good and you know things like that. Uh, that's my whole goal when I do it. So mm -hmm. and the reason I really love film in particular is because you have to evoke emotion in the film, and that's your job, really. Yeah, is to evoke emotion and just be able to portray that whatever whatever's on screen. So um, it kind of goes in line with you know making people feel good and 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 you know I think that's what music supposed to do. This is true. Yeah. Some type of emotion. So now just in general, I mean, through life, 
you know, we all go through ups and downs. Um, what would you tell somebody who is currently in their, their valley? Like, what would you tell, what would you tell somebody like, Hey, in one sentence to uplift them? Uh, one sentence to uplift them. Yeah. You know, you got to keep swinging the bat. You just got to keep swinging, you know, and you know, the, it's always times that you feel like you can't go anymore. That if you just swing one more time, that's the breakthrough. A lot of times, mm -hmm. that's how it goes. You know, it's like you you've been swinging all this time. And you're tired of swinging. You get to the point where you know I don't want to swing anymore. And that one swing, that one less swing that you didn't do, is the swing that's going to break you through. And I would say that last, that one swing can be the one. So don't stop. And um, you know, it'll come when it's supposed to. You know, it's a lot. It takes a lot of patience and just keep swinging at the thing. Keep swinging. Just don't stop. Keep swinging. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. So for my folks who don't know, where can they find all your music? Um, you want to drop any because I, I read your bio. So I'm going to let you I'm going to let you do that. But do you want to like where can people find your music and who have you worked with uh, in the past? Uh, so you can find my music on www.stevenmmusic.com. S-T-E-V-E-N-M music.com. Uh, you can, you know, get all my streaming and, and, and purchase music and things of that nature all right there. Um, as far as who I'd like to work with in the future, mm -hmm. you know, I would love to work with like Ryan Coogler. Um, oh, man. Ryan Coogler, Spike Lee. Um Drake, uh, I got so many names, man. That's crazy. <laughs> and you worked with that Warren G before, right? Quentin Tarantino. You know, I can keep going. <laughs> okay. And you worked with Warren G in the past, right? Oh yeah. So um, my uncle kind of grew up with Warren G, basically, and um, you know they used to take me around because it was a uh, an artist at the time uh, named Bishop Lamont, and uh, at that time I was kind of ghost producer with uh, one of my homeboys, because uh, he did some stuff with uh, Young Buck and G-Unit at the time. So I was under him. And, um, you know, Warren G, you know, used to uh, let me work on certain tracks with him, you know, kind of show me things and, and uh, hey, this is how you do this, this is how you get this sound. And and I would even send him my stuff and he would say, hey man, this is cool. Uh, I would change this, but do this. So he was almost like a mentor for a while. And uh, I, was, I was fortunate to be around a lot of, uh dope people you know during my journey you know when i look back it was for sure a blessing to even be in those spaces like that but uh it kind of prepared me for today so it's it's cool it's real cool nice 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 yeah. so definitely y'all go and check out his music um i actually like your music is now for my folks who don't know um i have a whole like skincare line and now i'm like in the trap kitchen making cocoa butter and candles your music it's is now so good <laughs> your music is now my trap my trap kitchen music like it just i have it playing it calms <laughs> down like it evokes that emotion like sis you got this just just keep just keep whipping up that cocoa butter. Yeah, so um, that's your your music is now the, the theme music to my get this get this business money together. So um, I appreciate it. I appreciate it, and I appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, of course, of course. I I I just like your grind is 
you know, we, we've both been grinding a long time and I um, I see it and this is only the beginning. So continue okay. and, doing and, it. And, and when you get big time, you know, like you said, you get big time, please, please, I'll take you out to dinner, you know, all that good stuff. Oh, so that's that's what has to happen. You take me out to dinner after I get big time. Oh, okay, got it. All right, I got I got my motivation now. I, I see I see what it is. <laughs> Peaks and Valleys is produced by Josh Rodriguez and TKO Productions. Spoken word and voiceover is done by yours truly, Lem Gonzalez. Thank you for listening. And remember, after the darkness comes the dawn.